I don't really know what to make of what happened a few days ago. During a late night gaming session, I decided to take a break and walk over to my local convenience store to grab some snacks. As I stepped outside of my apartment complex, I turned and saw something that entirely made me regret my decision. It was dark, so I couldn't really see all that well initially, but I could make out the shape of a man repeatedly bashing his head against someone's door. At first, I didn't know whether to wave him down in case he needed help or if I should call the cops, so I kind of just stood there and hoped that this person would see there was a witness to whatever he was doing. I guess it only took him a few moments to notice me, because I could see his silhouette stop, turn, and then walk out into the lit sidewalk. I don't think I'll ever be able to get over what I saw. The man stood naked on the street, bleeding from his grotesquely overgrown forehead. He seemed to have no arms, but his feet very closely resembled large, hairy hands. He had strands of thin, oily black hair that fell over puffy eyes, and his mouth hung agape, showing only a handful of crooked teeth. We locked eyes for a moment, and as if he could sense my weakness, he jerked forward toward me. I sprinted back inside and closed the deadbolt behind me. Just as I went to the closet to grab a bat, I heard a loud bang on my front door. I cursed and ran into my room where I called the police. I was forced to listen to that god-awful banging for at least seven minutes before the cops showed up. The relentless assault on my door left me whimpering, wondering what the hell I should do if he made his way inside. When they arrived, I went outside to explain the situation. The man was nowhere in sight. The police informed me that they'd gotten similar complaints all week, but hadn't seen anyone matching the description I'd given them. They took note of the apparent blood on my door, and while they seemed interested in my story, I still got the generic, we'll keep an eye out. They were on their way with that. It only took about five minutes of the police being gone before he started banging on my door again. When I went back into my room to get some sleep, I got a text from my next door neighbor telling me to stop making that noise, otherwise he'd be talking to the landlord. I tried to explain the situation to him, but he just told me to handle it or he would come down and handle it for me. I struggled over my next decision. Did I really want to confront whoever or whatever it was that was outside? Deep down, I knew I didn't. I had my bad, but I suppose the best way to describe the feeling was it didn't feel like I was confronting a person. It felt like I'd be facing an animal. There's a level of unpredictability a wooden bat doesn't protect you from. I mean, this guy had been trying to tear down a sturdy door with his skull, and he was winning. It's not like hitting him with a bat was really going to do much, right? But with the same confidence of a child trying to shoo a spider out of his room, I resolved to at least attempt to scare him away. But before I could even open my bedroom door, I heard a loud crash coming from my kitchen, and at that moment my heart sank. I didn't know how he got in, but I could see the man stumbling about in my kitchen, knocking over everything in his path, letting out something that was a cross between a wail and a grunt. Like a cockroach, he scurried back and forth to the front door and began furiously banging his head against it again. I slapped my hand to my mouth to keep quiet and quickly decided to hide in my bedroom closet. Bang, 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 repeatedly. He just wouldn't fucking stop. 
I didn't know how long he would go or if he'd come looking for me, but it all suddenly came to a halt when my phone started to ring. Peeking out of my closet, I could see I stupidly left it on the bed. I wanted to ground it, but the loud footsteps coming near my room kept me rooted to my spot. I could partially see the door from where I was. He slowly creaked it open with his grotesque feet and poked about his abomination of a face inside. I could hear his labored breathing as he sniffed the air and stared directly at my ringing phone. My heart beat fast in my chest as I prayed that he wouldn't decide to come rummaging through the closet, but as soon as my phone stopped ringing, he took one final look around my room and left. I waited a few more seconds and I could hear the front door close behind him. I stayed in the closet for a few minutes just to be sure he wasn't going to come back. As soon as I felt comfortable, I sprinted out of the closet, grabbed my phone, and ignoring the litany of calls from my neighbor, I phoned the police. I expected to give a statement on a break-in, which I later found out happened through a busted window, but I quickly found out that something much more grave occurred when they arrived. Apparently, while on their way over, someone else had called about finding a body. Once the police had isolated me from the scene, they informed me that it was my neighbor's body. The details were gruesome. His face had been completely bashed in, and he had multiple bite marks on his body. It also appeared as though his neck had been broken, twisted nearly 180 degrees. As far as I know, I'm not a suspect, but they did fear that the person or thing I saw might have been involved. They did a sweep of my apartment, noted the blood, and took some samples of the strewn glass. I don't know how much it means, but they suggested I find someone to stay with, at least for a little while. I'm not really sure what to even make of all this. I've never heard of anything similar to whatever the fuck that thing was, and I'm wondering if maybe somebody knows more than they're saying. I'm not an expert on police procedure, but there seemed to be a level of calm throughout all of this. I guess that's why I'm not a cop, but I'd be freaking the fuck out. Some deformed person brutally killing people? I hadn't seen anything on the news about it. Shouldn't that be all over the place? Going anywhere at night stresses me the fuck out, and I'm looking into how quickly I can get a gun. I just want all this to be over. I swear, the past couple of nights I can still hear the bang... Bang, 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 bang in the back of my mind. There's blood coming from that van. I looked over to where AJ was pointing. Three houses up on the far side of the street, an old green custom van was leaned crookedly against the curb. I'd never noticed it on AJ's street before, but it had the desolate look of a car that had been abandoned to rot for some time. The walls of the van were tinted with a rust and faded paint, the ghost of some old airbrushed scene barely visible on the street side of the van. It was getting dark, and we weren't that close, but I didn't see what he was talking about. Where? He went to point again and then seemed to think better of it. Uh, 
You see the far right bottom corner of the back doors? It's running down the pumper there. You see it? At first, I didn't, but then I caught motion of another rivulet of something dripped off the bumper and onto the asphalt below. Yeah, I could definitely tell that there was something leaking, but how was AJ saying it was blood? It was so typical of him, getting dramatic over nothing. Rolling my eyes, I elbowed him. Yeah, yeah, I see it, but no way you can see it's blood from here. He frowned at me. It's blood. You can tell by the way it's moving. Plus, what else could it be? Snorting, I shook my head and glanced back at it. <laughs> I don't know, how about literally anything? Maybe they have a crate of oil or something in the van and it's leaking. I mean, it doesn't look like water the way it's dripping, but let's not jump straight to the horror movie alternative, okay? I looked at AJ for confirmation that he was going to chill out, and what I saw in his face gave me pause. He seemed really worried about it. Maybe even a little scared. I thought it was just some of his normal silly bullshit, but now I wasn't so sure. Look, when did you first notice the van? Has it been there for a while? shook his head, glancing at me before going back to staring at the van. No, never. I mean, no, I've, ne I've never seen it before. It wasn't out here when I left to meet you at the movie today. I raised an eyebrow. You sure? You tend to space out and not notice stuff sometimes. I pointed toward the van. And those tires look flat as shit. That thing looks like it's been parked there for a while, is my point. He shook his head again. No, I swear, I would have noticed an old serial killer van parked down from my house. And believe me, if it happened parked there for more than a couple of days, my mom would have called the police or city council or something. She loses her shit about that kind of stuff. Nodding, I looked back at the van. Closer up, I had to admit that whatever was leaking from the van did look thick-like, and I think blood would work. And it could have even been dark red. Though, I couldn't say for sure. What caught my eye more was the airbrush painting on the side of the van. It was in better shape than I thought originally, and at the angle and distance I could make out more details. It was an elaborate portrait of a large oval lake. On the far bank I could see what might have been buildings, or just rust and damage to the overall picture, backlit by the light of twin red and green suns that were either sitting or rising in the background. The whole thing had a faded, hazy look that made it look almost dreamlike, though whether that was intentional or just due to age, I couldn't say for sure. But I did want to get a closer look. Hey, we're here, I looked around, momentarily confused before focusing on AJ with a flush of embarrassment. Oh, shit. Sorry, I guess I spaced out for a second. He gave me a distracted smile before looking past me to where the van was parked. Fuck, that van is even closer to the house than I realized. I turned and looked, and he was right. I would have sworn it was further down the street, too. I know it's weird, but big deal, right? Let's just go inside, okay? He nodded, barely seeming to hear me. When I poked him in the stomach, he looked down and nodded again, this time meeting my eyes with a nervous smile. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Let's go. 
Normally, I would have walked the two miles back to my house when I left AJ's that night, but the memory of the van had haunted me since we'd gone in to have dinner with his family. We were both still six months away from getting licenses, but when his father offered me to carry me home, I didn't eject. Giving AJ a quick hug, I followed his father out to the garage and got in. As he backed out of the driveway, I turned and looked back to see if the van was still sitting there. I didn't like the nervous feeling I had for the past several hours, and if it was still lurking out there, I figured I'd asked AJ's father about it. But the van was gone, and while there may have been a dark puddle on the road where it had been, that could have just as easily been a trick of the light. I texted AJ right away that the van was gone, but I didn't get a response by the time I got dropped off at home. Heading inside, I told my parents goodnight and went up to take a shower before getting ready for bed. It was only when I got out of the shower that I saw I had missed several texts from AJ. Just looked at the van, it's still out there. Maybe it left and came right back when you were gone? I don't know. I know it's dumb, but it's bugging me. I think I'm going to walk by it closer. It's under a light so I can get a better look. Shit, it's cold out there. I wish you were here with me. Okay, I just walked by it twice. It really does look like blood. I don't know. It's still dripping some from the bumper and there's a big puddle underneath the van, I think. Also leaking from the big slide door on the other side. Get away from there. Go back inside, please. I hear something inside. Music. Wait, that's mine. Leave it alone. You're scaring me. Go back home and call me. Don't mess with that thing anymore. I think I should knock on the door. Someone could be hurt in there. Besides, therapy... Baby? Answer me. Answer me, please. You're scaring me. I just called you and you didn't answer. If you don't answer me in the next two minutes, I'm calling your house. They saw me. Who? Who saw you? A white face. At the window. I ran. Didn't want to show where I lived. I'm behind a gas station. I was terrified now. I thought I knew where he was talking about. There was a closed-down gas station on the block behind his street. If he ran all the way there, he was either pulling a big prank on me or he was really scared. Are you fucking with me? Be honest or I'll be mad. Someone is coming. Coming to get you. Stay where you are if you can. I'm coming. I was already down the stairs yelling for my parents to get up that we had to go help AJ, that he was in trouble. Usually they would have argued, but I guess they could see how I looked that something was really wrong. We loaded up in my mom's SUV and I told them where to go. When we got there, we rode all around the front and back of the gas station, but there was no sign of AJ or anything out of the ordinary. I'd held off texting or calling while we were headed over, just in case some light or noise from the phone gave away his hiding spot to whoever was following him, but after we couldn't find him... I started doing both as we slowly headed back toward his house. He never answered. And when we got to his house, he wasn't there either. His parents didn't even know he'd left the house again, and they hadn't heard anything from him either. 
We all went out looking again at close to midnight. It was pitch black outside, but that also meant the streets were empty. No cars, no people, and no AJ walking back home. When we didn't find him that time, his parents called 911. Two police cars showed up a few minutes later, and while the two of the officers talked to AJ's mom and dad, the other talked to me. I told them everything I could think of. About us walking back from the movie, about the van, about the blood coming from it, and what happened when AJ went back to confirm what he'd seen. The officer didn't comment, but I could tell she was skeptical as she thanked me and went to talk to my parents inside. I walked up and down the street in front of his house, calling out to him, looking for some sign I'd missed. I could still see the reddish-brown puddle where the van had been. I should have pointed it out to the cop before, but that should get them to believe me. Maybe they could even get a sample and tell us if it was human blood. But whatever. I didn't care about being right, I just wanted to get AJ back and... The van was sitting down the street. It hadn't been there before. I had just walked that way a couple of minutes earlier. I know it wasn't there. And I would have noticed if a car had pulled up while I was out there, but there it was, just the same. My mouth was dry. I wanted to go back inside and get the cops, but I was afraid if I did, by the time I got them out there, the van would have disappeared again. So first, I'd take a couple of pictures. I snapped the two of the front corner, but I was so far away that even with the street lights, you could barely make anything out. I glanced back toward the house, hoping the policewoman I'd been talking to would come back outside. I'd just wave her down and she could see for herself. But no luck. I was alone outside for the moment. Swallowing, I walked further down the street so I could get a closer and better picture of the side of the van. That weird painting on the side should make it easy to find again if it ran off or disappeared. I framed up the picture and went to snap it when I realized something. The painting had changed. It was still a painting of the same strange oval lake, but this time the scene seemed to be a night. A misshapen yellow moon hung high in the dark purple sky, washing everything in its pale glow. I could see the distant towers of a black castle on the far shore, and scattered around the moon itself were little tears in the night sky that could have been black stars. My phone sank as I stared at the van. Was it the same van? It had to be, right? It looked the same except for the painting, and, well, maybe it looked a bit newer than it had before. Still, I didn't understand what was going on, and I needed to stop being an idiot and get some help. I raised my phone again to take one last picture when it buzzed in my hand. Stabbing the message with my thumb, I turned my phone to read it. Get away from the van. Please, don't come any closer. I felt the air thicken in my throat as I reread the message and fumbled to write a response. Are you okay? Where are you in there? Yes. But please, stay away. You have to stay away. No, I'm getting you out. As I looked up, I realized I was hearing music periodically play nearby. 
thought it was coming from inside the van, and while it was muffled, I still recognized it. It was AJ's ringtone. I hear your phone, getting the cop. I heard the music again, and suddenly I remembered something AJ had texted earlier. I hear something inside. Music. Wait, that's mine. I felt the world starting to sway around me as my phone buzzed again. No, you don't understand. What don't I understand? It's not just me in here. You're here too.